0: Well, 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 good morning. Hi, good morning., oh, Chandler, We're both oh, Chandler. We're both at home at last. Mhm. We are both ensconced in our private dwellings, and it feels it feels really delicious and right. It feels amazing. We obviously had a great time staying at Courtney's, but there's nothing like being at home having your own things, you know? Yeah, I think that we have just been traveling a lot. And when you're traveling, a lot feels out of your control. You know, there's, you're always kind of like doing things to be with the group, to go with the flow. And it's right. very nice to be able to be like, oh, I'm going to eat this at this time. And I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to go yeah. to sleep. And anyway, when I want to. And it's just, yeah, there, I'm very happy to be back in my routine, although I do miss everyone. Yes, agreed. And I've literally come home to fully like fall in New York. It's cold here. It's been rainy this whole week. And I have doubled down on my walking pad routine, which has felt oh, so really? good. Yeah. Nice. Um, I don't know where, if yours has been gathering dust or, you know, what type of routine you've been in. But mine, like in the summertime, I just will walk outside way more. And the minute that it's cold and I don't want to leave my apartment, it's like so nice to know that I have a way to like still get my steps in. And yeah, I, and also I feel like the walking pad has kind of taken off. I feel like I'm seeing it all over TikTok. Do you agree? You know, I don't really go on TikTok and my walking pad habits completely took a nosedive this year. I I wasn't going to say it, but I've noticed. (laughs) Um, my walking pad, Habits have taken a nosedive, so I'm happy for you, Chona. That you're getting in your steps. Every day is the queen's funeral for you. Yes, truly. (laughs) I hope some of those, like you know, guardsmen were wearing Apple watches underneath all their uh, their garb, Um, because yeah, lots of steps. But, anyways, what I was going to say is, you started a movement with a walking pad, and when I say I've noticed that you. Uh, I haven't used a rocking pad. It has nothing to do with your body. It's mainly because typically th- this time last year when I'd call you, there would be a, lar- a loud screeching noise in the background from your walking <laughs> pad. So true. And I-, I just haven't been dealing with those audio difficulties anymore. Yeah. You know, I just fell out of the habit and I'm trying to have a sixth spider sense about when these things will be boring for other people to listen to. So i am in going to Chandler, get into the tangent. Thank Are you. You proud of me? You don't even have to make a, a sigh, like look mm-hmm. around your apartment, go on your phone as I go into some tangent about why I'm not on my walking pad right now. Right, right. There's going to be no passive aggressive movements for me. Um, how was your Spirit Airlines flight? Let's talk about that. Okay. So flights out of salt lake to puerto rico it's just not a convenient experience um you've got to get to some other major hub it's never direct obviously they don't even fly direct to la so you've got to get to some other major hub and you're you are either going to be flying like super early in the morning to get in by evening yeah. or it's a or it's a, like a partial red eye where you are going to get in at 3 a.m yeah um so basically very few actually decent flights so we left at 6 a.m., Spirit Airlines, $600 one way, okay? Whoa. So is that including baggage? It was including baggage and like the, okay. the the bigger seats up front. And I mean, it was honestly Spirit Airlines. They, I've never had an issue every time they're on time. You know, I had a delicious cup of noodles. Really? So it was, you know, it was as classy as it gets for Spirit honestly? Airlines. Honestly? That is great to hear because there there have been some attractive Spirit Airlines flights that I've seen on Google Flights when I've been looking for my various travels. And every time I've just been like, well, you know, do I want to arrive in one piece? Got to spring for Delta. <laughs> Got to spring for JetBlue. So I didn't actually know that you could safely fly Spirit Airlines. Yeah. In fact, I would say that it feels like, I don't know, this might just be my luck of the draw, but it's very organized. The planes are very clean. What? They're new. It's just like less comfortable. Um, the seats are less comfortable, okay. but you can spring for the bigger seats up front, which are an extra $100 and they have as much room as a business class flight. Now there's no like service with like, you know, champagne and a glass flute, but you can order stuff. Like I got, I got a cup of noodles and a beer, baby. And how much was it for my cup of noodles? Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't even know $5 and you and- basically threw your Amex platinum at the <laughs> 10, it was just, just swipe it. I can afford it. Just swipe it. I don't need to look at the bill. I don't <laughs> need to look at the bill, Jill. Just swipe it. No, no. It was like Spirit Airlines, honestly, they do a great job. They get a bad rap, but they do a great job. You have to be ready to be less comfortable in those seats unless you're up front. Mm-hmm. And then otherwise, it's really not a problem. Like, I think they're just as safe as any other airline. Okay. That's amazing because, yeah, like I said, when I pictured it, I have pictured like Ryan Air was when we no. first went to Europe where it was like get on a bus to then run towards the plane and try to get a good seat or like how Brian air used to have like ads plastering, like the, like the walls of the cabin. You know what it is. Here's what it is about spirit airlines that I enjoy. First of all, they do this thing where they're like funny. So they're always like cracking jokes. Like the, the pilot cracks jokes. You're no, kidding. And like the, the stewardess crack jokes. Give me a joke. Tell me a joke. Oh, gosh, it's hard to like remember what the exact jokes are now But, oh, yeah, it's like every time before you leave, they're like, well, we're about to fly to Orlando. So if anyone on this flight doesn't want to spend some time in Florida and is not looking to go there, please let us know before we close the boarding door. Stop. Like, (laughs) you know, wave your hands in the air. That's amazing. Yeah, it's so funny. And like, like mid-flight, the flight attendants like let everyone through a stretching routine. I kid you not. They're like, stretch wait, to this the is left, like a flight. stretch to the right. I can tell some people don't know their rights and left yet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're still struggling with the rights and lefts. It's honestly like because Spirit Airlines has been slandered for so long, they just don't give a single F. No, they don't. And that they're just like, we're going to be exactly who we're going to be. And wow. Okay. I also want to just now crown you as our high, low queen. Oh, thank you. Because you are also the person who regularly talks about buying like expensive business class seats. And now you're also extolling the virtues of Spirit Airlines. So You know what? Wow. I am just a woman of every kind of person or people, really. Would you say that, quote, you're every woman? Honestly, it's a great airline. I highly recommend it. Okay. And I've we never have had an issue with lost baggage. I mean, we've only flown it three times, but What if Spirit What if Spirit Airlines sponsors our podcast? (laughs) I think they don't need the sponsorship. I will tell you the the pilot though had a little meltdown when we landed um in Orlando. What do you mean? How did you know that the pilot had a meltdown? Because he was like basically screaming at us. So we we get to the we land, and this is clearly like um dad energy with serious control issues. Our dad is not this way, it's not who I'm referring to, but Suddenly, we all know the type, this pilot gets on the speaker and is like, I'm hearing a lot of buckles happening right now. Stay Stop. buckled. <laughs> we are not at the gate. Oh you can only unbuckle when we taxi to the gate. Okay, hold on. How thin is there's the cockpit door that he can hear literally buckles uh. on? This is why I think Spirit Airlines might not be safe enough because <laughs> I think it's a chorus of those, you know, metal clinking sounds when people sure. release themselves um, from their from their material restrictions so then a few minutes later he's like in your seats if, even if you have a child <laughs> your child needs to be buckled and in his seat I literally Chandler I put my buckle back on just because I didn't want this pilot to come back and like assault me or send me out for arrest right, right. I was like I need to make it home today so no defiant attitude it's giving like when you're here your family it's like we'll crack jokes but we'll also yell at you 100% and flight attendants are in a much better attitude because there's no free snacks. So everything's paid for. Right. And they have good ones. They have yeah. dots Chandler. They have cup of noodles. Obviously wow. they have beer and wine. Yeah. They have really anything you could want. And, um, but because yeah. there's no free like, the flight attendants are not exhausted. They're just, like, coming by the right. aisles with a cheery, paid s- snack right. situation if you want it. So their work is a lot lighter. So they're all, you know, have yeah. a pep in their step. And that's stunning, honestly. Okay. I've completely changed my tune. I would like Spirit Airlines to, in fact, sponsor our podcast. Like, in fact, I will say it's a, it's a better flying experience, if not because there aren't cranky flight attendants in the aisles for a full 45 minutes, you know, exhaustedly right. shoveling out ginger rails and pretzels. It's like less messy too. Cause there isn't all that crap around. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a real sad state of affairs when you finish off that 70 calorie bag of sun chips from Delta, when you're just like, this didn't even begin to scratch well, the like, itch of hunger that I have. Yeah. And why don't we just all pay a little less for our flights and just pay for good snacks if we want them. Can I just tell you about what happened to me when I was flying? Yes, please. Okay. I have been in altercation city, and one of the experiences happened as we deplaned. All right, so we flew, <laughs> we flew back from New York, and we landed around you know twelve fifteen, twelve thirty. We have to wait on the runway for like fifteen minutes to get to our gate. All you know the whole thing. You know when you like land and you're so ready, and then they're like, well, folks, it's going to be another twenty to twenty five as we wait for this plane to you know leave mm. our gate. Uh, It's actually like, that's my least favorite thing. I'd rather even be stuck on the runway, like waiting to take off versus like getting there and waiting for a gate. Anyways, we deplane, um, you know, it's now about 1245 and Ben and I, you know, stumble bleary eyed to baggage claim because yes, we've checked two bags. Uh, I have now swindled Ben into checking a bag everywhere we go because I get, I get to check two bags for free with Delta Uh, aka the airline who shall not be named after last week's incident but anyways so we have to wait for our two checked bags and as we approach the rotunda thing we hear this woman as we approach the trevi fountain (laughs) i don't know i don't know what a rotunda is Is a rotunda i think a rotunda is a rotating thing i would like to think but anyways we approach that belt (laughs) i would like to think (laughs) i would like to think when they set up the english language (laughs) they did it properly and had rotunda refer to baggage claim right as we approach that you know rotating belt of hell um where everyone's Uh just pissed that they have to wait for their bags that never comes soon enough we hear this woman and she's yelling at full volume she's yelling at a younger guy like a handsome younger guy probably in his 20s and another woman okay and the woman says to the woman yelling you were listening to something on speaker the whole flight until I told you to wear headphones, until (gasps) I asked you to wear headphones. Stop. Literally, plane drama has now come off the plane and is, like, unfolding at baggage claim. And the woman then, like, starts to yell something obscene back at her. And then the guy steps in and says she was being rude the whole flight. Wait, says, says, like, you were being rude the whole flight. Yeah, he says you were being rude the whole flight or something like that. To which she then calls him the F word. Okay. And not the <gasps> F-U-C-K word, the other Wait, what? F word. What is, she says, you're like what is that? F-A-G-G-O-T. Stop. Yes. She says, you're a F. You're a F. You're acting like an F. No. Yes. Yes. So Wait, then, That makes me so sad. Oh I, okay. oh, I know. I know. So this is when, okay, this, so this is what I'm saying though. This is when it goes from being like a kind of like funny spectacle to then like a full incident that's like completely like not okay. Right.
1: And right. what's crazy
0: is that there's, like, security literally at a little podium stand, like, as you exit to go to, like, the taxi stand, just standing there. They don't do a single thing, literally. Yeah. And so we kind of, like, step towards a situation. And then at that point, that the guy says to her, uh, who says that? Who even says that anymore or whatever? Which I... I thought was like a pretty good clap back or pretty good comeback for like that terrible word and moment. Absolutely. Um, So then the woman then stumbles away or like runs away or whatever walks away. And as she's walking away, she yells, I'm not here to make you comfortable. I'm here to make me comfortable. And (laughs) okay. Well, that's a life mantra. Certainly. (laughs) Um, I feel like that's like a Brene brown or glennon doyle uh you know affirmation i'm sure it's like a full it's it's definitely a mentality to have when you're at an airport and after being on a five-hour flight with strangers um so there's that I mean, that's like the mentality I like to have when, I, when I'm when i tempted to wear my Ugg slip-ons through the airport, which I, you know, I decided that I was going to become a slave to the male gaze in the patriarchy and instead wear demure flats. But trust right. me, I spent a solid 20 minutes debating whether I'd put on those cheerleading slides, you know, cover my paws and some delicious Australian, you know, whatever, fuzz. Please don't use and, the yeah. word paws and delicious in the same sentence ever again. <laughs> It's disgusting. And coast through the airport in comfort. Right. But no, I decided that I guess um I am not truly evolved. That's my thought. I, I think that there's something beautiful about I'm not here to make you comfortable. I'm here to make me comfortable. So I'm gonna wear right. whatever I want. I'm going to be completely relaxed. Sand's the homophobia in this case. <laughs> it's a beautiful sentiment. It's it's a, it's a beautiful notion. She's clearly living her truth. Um, if she yes. hadn't, you know, used that slur, you know, maybe I would be siding with her. Um, but I just thought that was like an insane thing to witness at like literally twelve forty five in the morning, like at JFK. What's also hilarious is that like okay, so the woman storms off, and then we're just kind of all standing there, and like Ben's like, should we go ask that guy if he's okay? and we like Aww. end up later on like asking him or actually ben says to him after this is so funny ben then after she storms away ben says hurt people hurt people <laughs> ben was, like, is kind of, really such to, a like, special ent- human being i know trying to add some like levity i don't know if like the the group at the baggage claim like got the joke um, oh did he say it to everyone yeah he just kind of muttered he like muttered it to everybody after she walked oh away Oh my gosh yeah but then after we actually ended up talking to the guy and Anyways, but this woman comes up to me after, and she goes, "Oh my gosh, she was fighting with me too in the bathroom." And I'm like, "What?" She's like, "She was on one tonight. I was literally in the bathroom, and she was trying to say stuff to me, and she started fighting with me." Uh, you know, I actually ended up changing my shirt because I didn't want her to recognize me uh, after we like left the bathroom. Anyways, just like hilarious. Oh my gosh! Um, wow. So you had a true psychopath, deranged looney looney tune yes. on your flight. I was also just, like, so annoyed that the security guard who's literally paid to, like, step in in scenarios, like, that woman had probably been yelling for two minutes before, like, then she used the slur and then she, like, stormed off. And, like, the security guard was 10 feet away and could have easily just been like, hey, is everything okay over here? But they just, like, don't. Yeah. I think those security guards, Chandler, I think they're really, as they call it, you know, in God's country, all hat, no saddle. Okay? Meaning, oh my gosh,
1: it's just all Yellowstone
0: on me again. (laughs) It's all costumery, okay? But there's really no valiant defending of of the innocent happening. I would like them to be centurions of law and order and social order. That's all. Um, I okay. We'll have you know a rotunda. So I don't know how you use the word centurion. Um, just now, I. uh, when I think of centurion, I think of the Centurion Lounge. Um, but a rotunda is any building with a circular ground plan and sometimes covered by a dome. So please don't um, dirty our vocabulary <laughs> reputation with just misusing words continuously. Lauren, I'm going to send you a picture of a. <laughs> this is what I'm going to send you, a picture of, uh, of a centurion. Okay, and this is on. Honestly, I did use it correctly. I'm sending you the picture right oh. now. This is, this is a classically known centurion. Oh gosh! Oh, I looked it up. I don't even. need A centurion was a position in the Roman army during classical antiquity. What is with all of the antiquity references today? From you, are you watching some? You're watching a show. What show are you watching? No, I'm not. I'm actually not watching a show. I mean, I actually did start a new show. It's called We Own the City, but it's about corruption within the Baltimore Police. Um, no, I'm actually just a super smart person. Anyways, gotcha. Okay, so, okay. That was that was altercation number one, and I'm gonna quickly move through altercation number two. Like I said, I've oh, been okay, in gotcha. altercation city. Have you ever yelled at a man, a stranger? No, I've have not. Have you? Well, yesterday morning around ten a.m. I did, and it felt so Stop. Stop. So, good. Stop. Yes. so you yes. were the Karen. Yes, but I I feel so justified. I can't even tell you. Okay. No. Okay? I I feel like I was I was so there for my own comfortability and not his. Like, mm. so. Twice a week we have to do street sweeping, which means that Ben and I have to sit in his car. Ben or I have to sit in his car for an hour and a half, wait for the street sweeper to come by. When the street sweeper's you know on the street, we move the car to the center of the road, the street sweeper goes by. You know that you know the system, okay? Well, yesterday, Lauren. Okay. Okay, so we've left the airport. That's good to know. We've left the airport. We're now uh it's Monday morning. All right. My vibe is good. I think on the Upper West Side, my vibe is good. I'm, you know, making my reel in the car while I wait for the Street Sweeper. He comes by. We're parked in a spot that is the end of, like, the... Like, we're in the last possible spot that's an overnight spot. And then in front of us are the metered spots, okay, that are only two hours. Right? Are you visualizing? Yeah. So I I move my car to the middle of the road. The person parked in front of me in the metered spot does not move his car for the Street Sweeper, which is, like, a big no-no. And, like, you usually get a ticket, but I think he was doing this thing where he, like waited outside to see when the person would walk by, gets in his car, whatever. Anyway, so he was trying to game mm. the system. So gotcha. I move my car and he doesn't move his car. And then the street trooper goes by. And as they then leave, he then backs up his car into my spot, my overnight spot, okay? Ooh, so did was it, is this your spot or is this just a spot you had left? No, but every, see the thing is like, there's like a, everybody leaves their spot for 45 seconds. Oh but gotcha. then wait so for this the is like a, go by. a choreographed communal activity of the hell of living in New York. One it's of a the sweet hells. dance that the us as rats do together, okay? <laughs> okay. Twice a week. Yeah, right. The price you pay for living in that metropolis. Right. As I watch, you know, this injustice happen and unfold before me, okay? Wow. I am just like a power c- comes over me, you know, I tap into something carnal mm-hmm. and I back up my car. I quickly back up reverse so that I'm in eye line with him rolled on my window and I yell, I was parked there, dude. And what does he say? And he says, okay, he's like, he gets a little jolted by this. Cause I'm like, I'm a cute girl. I'm younger, but I'm like, dude, I was parked there. <laughs> he's, he gets an erection. He's a little jolted by that. <laughs> I'm a cute girl. I'm younger. He's really surprised. <laughs> you know, I'm only 27. I'm only two years, you know, shy of or whatever, pushing 30. But anyways, uh, he's jolted to the point where he pulls a full Luan and he goes, okay, fine. Be cool. Oh, my gosh. Did he leave at the spot? Then he literally, then he goes forward into the other spot. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Good anyways, job, it felt so good to yell at a man and i'm not even like a proclaim i don't i don't consider myself to be a man hater actually like that, those like early feminist days are pretty much behind me but like it just felt really good to i think as honestly it was i'm a you know i'm a people pleaser and so to shed that for a moment and to just fully yell at another person you know a person who fully deserved it felt so good yeah Well, I think that um, next time you should just take it a step further, maybe do a citizen's arrest because it seems you really like these moments of authority and aggression. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I You could be a police officer maybe someday (laughs) if everything falls through since you enjoyed that experience so much. No, if, if I play my cards right, I could become, you know, a police officer. Wow. No, actually, I would never because, yeah, dirty cops are a real thing. Everyone should watch the show. We own this city. It was recommended by a friend and it's, fascinating. It's a scripted show, HBO, about corruption within the Baltimore uh, police. Hmm. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for that plug. Uh, Did you like my journeys through Altercation City? Yes, I did. You know, I I did do some soul searching the last two weeks, but clearly I'm ready to be back in, you know, the trappings of everyday reality, mortal life, and it feels good. Yeah. if you listen to our Patreon episode about our beautiful experience in Southern Utah, despite any evolution of character that might have happened for you you know you're right back in new york yelling at strangers so that it's good to good. know we're all mortals we're all human after really all are. right uh, the afterglow has dimmed chandler well beyond you know your travel travails i need to talk to you about another journey i've been going on emotionally and of oh, course great. this has everything to do with heather and harry dubrow because yes. there yes. are some rumors a swirling. I didn't want to bring this up, but thank God you actually sent me this article because there are two people who are apparently allegedly suffering from some marital strife. And I know these people are very near and dear to you. You've actually spoken Mm. to them on the phone. I have. (laughs) That's true. Multiple times, actually. Multiple. I was going to say multiple times, but I didn't want to shame you. So of course we're talking about Heather and Terry Dubrow and some alleged cheating rumors. You know, these rumors shook me to my core, Chandler, when I first saw them. They came out on Dumois, and basically someone just said that she's not filming anymore because the rumor is that he has been cheating with his longtime assistant. Okay. Yes. Yes. And this is a level of dissolution, of infidelity, of breaking down of a union that I hold sacred adjacent to Tim and Faith Chandler. I know. I know for you, these are pillars of heteronormative man and wife wed together. This is what Chandler does to me. A little bit Chandler will gaslight me in certain situations. Like we used to love the band Midland and I was like, oh, we should put on Midland for during my bachelorette. And you were like, you love Midland. It was so okay. rude. And that then- was not rude. I just, hear I never, are- Killers for you, they, they are. I love Heather and Terry just as much as this I bitch. do. But you called into their radio show. I've never called into their radio show multiple okay, times. Okay, as a woman who told me how great Heather Dubrow's world, the podcast was in 2015, and I that you love her. Listen to every episode. I love I, her. I love Lauren. I love her. But ten, they're they're ten percent more important to you than they are to me. Fine, mm-hmm. fair enough, and um, that's okay, and that's wonderful. I don't think if I think they're an amazing couple to put your faith and hope in. Yeah. Except my faith and hopes, my dreams are being dashed right now because I just, I don't know. I personally feel like when there's smoke, there's fire. Oh my gosh. See, I did not think you were going to believe it. And I was ready to stand with you arm in arm, not buying it. (laughs) I guess I just feel like why would there, why would there be rumors? Like I guess Heather said on her podcast, these rumors are not new. And Heather said on her podcast a few months ago, there were these rumors. She wasn't even going to address them other than to say that they weren't true and not give them any life because they're ridiculous. So okay. why are there new rumors that he's cheating? Like, I don't I don't know. I just personally think that when there's smoke, there's fire. What? And it makes me really sad. Lauren, I hate that you believe these. And it's not that I don't necessarily believe them. It's just, it's so sad if they are true. I don't even want to go there mentally. Yeah. Because no, it's completely horrible. If they're true, they, they are an amazing couple, a very connected couple. You know, I just like, there's just no way, but maybe there is a way. I don't know. These people have a stained glass, beautiful tree, the tree installation wall with their embryos in the tree. Okay. Presented, visualized as eggs in the tree in a nest. The idea that he could step out of that kind of marriage, it just makes me, it makes me physically ill. I, I can't even believe that you are well enough to record this morning. Like if I had known <laughs> that you believed these rumors, like I would have told you to just take a day off. Like, you know, for once you can take a day off and I'll handle this. I mean, hopefully there would be flowers here if you had realized the, right. state, I in, on the, the state I was in, the state I was in. No. So I don't know. I just, I do feel like when there's smoke, there's fire and there's something really, really spooky about these rumors to me. Wow. And honestly, I don't think... Go ahead. I was just going to say, I feel like when you believe something, I believe something too. I'm also extremely, extremely gullible. Like I'm just very influenced by whatever I'm reading. So if I'm reading the Meghan Markle biography authorized by her you know her minions that's all in favor of her i'm her defense attorney and then when i'm reading revenge i'm like ready to burn her at the stake so i just think that i also just believe whatever's in front of me so i don't really know but again i will say a lot of times you know where there's smoke there's fire but you know what a lot of housewives have stayed strong amidst cheating rumors i do not think they would ever break up here's what i wonder i just feel like Dumois is not a source anymore in my opinion oh really like it's just all trash i just think that like a lot of it is just completely made up well i can tell you this we will find out on the next season of real housewives of orange county because if she is not filming and if that is a thing you can bet your bottom dollar that they're going to try to save that franchise by having a bs storyline right right what do you think about the disneyland photos of them being all cozy Well, that's the other thing is it's like, okay, so now they're at Disneyland with very high, you know, high resolution DSLR photos taken 10 feet away. Clearly, these are set up paparazzi photos that they themselves probably submitted Mm -hmm. um, or gave to the magazine. And I think it's a good PR move, but would they feel they need to do it, Chandler, if it wasn't true? Right, right. I I don't know. I don't know either. Wow. Okay, well, this just took a really dark turn we have a lot of Chandler. our our listener base is utah and orange county adjacent in a big way so i'm gonna ask anyone who knows anything on this case to please reach out via dm please help us whether whether you are a person who has worked with terry dubrow maybe even come on to him and he said absolutely not i would never have you seen stained glass (laughs) embryos okay i don't whatever connection you have to this family and any intel you could give us would be incredible we are actually setting up a twenty-four hour tip line that we will be standing <laughs> by and monitoring with any information, any leads you have so that we can get to the bottom of this and sleep soundly as a community. I honestly Chandler, I would rather be a fly on the wall for this for whatever conversation went down between Heather and Terry after this rumor came out, then a fly on the wall between Meghan Markle and the King of England. Like this is way like I am way more invested in these, in these human beings in Newport coast. Can you imagine the hammer that smacks down when Heather Dubrow like deals with this type of thing? No, Chandler, that woman is so powerful. I cannot imagine. I no. cannot even imagine. Let's, let's, let's emerge from that violent fantasy Let's go back into the gates of Newport coast and discuss the dissolution of Leslie Bedore Bedore Mm -hmm. and David. Yes. So you guys, David, 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 no one saw this coming, but David Bedore and his (laughs) new wife of 23 months, Leslie Bedore 20 years, his junior, one child together. Well, the marriage has come to an end. He first filed for divorce and mm-hmm. then she posted on Instagram that he'd withdrawn his petition. She told everyone, get back to your regular programming. Right. And then just a couple of days later, when maybe we were all left to think, oh, maybe this was a random thing. Maybe he accidentally filed for divorce. Maybe that happens fine. all the time. For sure. She posted that she had filed for divorce. Now, there's there's actually no indication or evidence that she did file for divorce or that he ever withdrew his petition it seems that she is the respondent and that he did file for divorce and now they are getting divorced and the most interesting thing about this is that her ex-husband has a restraining order out against david bedore so clearly some sort of shit went down between him between david bedore and leslie's ex who knows what she was doing if she was stepping out with her ex Made him crazy jealous. Who knows what's going on? The way this is all unfolded is very interesting. Yeah. Karma's a real bitch, baby. Honestly, I just think David Bedore is a piece of shit. Well, absolutely. And I think the fact that she's happily happily ensconced with John Jansen, the beautiful, tall, gorgeous John Jansen, um, of her boyfriend of three years, you know, with his lake house. They're just going to their cute brunches in Newport, hanging out, going to USC games, they never knew sex could be this good. No. And there's no restraining orders. I, I just think David Bedore has now a new alimony check to cut, some more child support. He's got 18 years in front of him. And you know what? It's just that cruel witch karma yeah. doing her thing. And I guess I am experiencing a little frodo right now. But yeah, you, you you're going through something. Um, <laughs> I just hope that Jim Edmonds and David Bedore rot in hell together. Yeah. There's a special place for these men and it's certainly not in the good favor of this podcast. Oh, speaking of housewives, do you want to talk at all about Beverly Hills? Have you been watching Beverly Hills? You know what? I have Chandler and obviously the show just got real, real spicy the last two episodes. I actually found it to be good fun watching for the whole season. Yes. I agree. Chandler, what do you think about this Kathy Hilton drama? So I actually, I haven't gotten to the full point in the Kathy Hilton drama. I am still, I think I just finished the episode where they have that big fight at dinner or whatever. I don't actually know a ton about the Kathy Hilton drama. Other than that, like there's something weird with like, she said something off camera, right? That like I was apparently causing all this stuff. So she said apparently off camera, she got in a big fight with the DJ at this bar they were at. So they were at this club called the Caribbean club which is one of the it's like soho house it's like a members only rich person celebrity club in aspen and the dj wouldn't play a song by michael jackson ostensibly because michael jackson is like a sexual predator Uh um or was allegedly a sexual predator which i definitely believe and anyway um so kathy Elton freaked out called him the f word slur oh Um, shit yeah and and had a complete meltdown and then came back to the house with Lisa Rana and was completely trashing her entire family, talking about how, you know, Kyle was nothing without her. She could destroy her whole family. She would destroy her whole family. Like all this crazy, Whoa. crazy malevolent stuff. I mean, the thing about it, and there's a lot of people anti-Lisa Rinna right now and pro-Kathy Hilton, but I just want to say, you know, Yeah, you can get made to be feel crazy. Yeah, people say hurtful things. But the idea that you would relish in the idea of destroying your family, I think that there's something very interesting. There's a very interesting, you know, jealousy happening between Kathy Hilton and Kyle Richards. And it's something we didn't really have any insight into until now. If we look back on the history of this family, Mauricio worked for Rick. Mm-hmm. Then he creates the agency, which is a competing business, becomes a lot more successful than Rick, right? Now they have a Netflix show that they're, that's going to come out mm-hmm. where the daughters are starring with Mauricio. They're going to be stars in their own right. And I think that it's just interesting, everyone. It doesn't matter how rich you get. You always want to be the richest. Some people always want to be the richest and they always want to be the most famous. And when they see good things happening to people around them, if it, they are good with it, as long as it's not better stuff than what's happening to them. And it's something to learn from. It's a demon we all have inside of us potentially. And I think it's something to really learn from. Yeah. I, it's honestly hard to believe. It's so sad to believe, but we do have to remember that these are sisters who didn't speak for years. Right. Maybe you and I have at most like not spoken for a few hours, maybe half a day at our worst. But like the idea that like you that the that the cut would run so deep and the blood would be so bad that you wouldn't speak for years. Like that's well, that is a ton of baggage that maybe at some point would reach the surface if you were trashed and, you know, and upset. I think you just really have to consider what would be what it would be like if, you know, you had probably felt like you provided for my entire family like given us a job and then we created a competing business that became much more successful than you and upended the entire dynamic of you being like the queen doesn't kathy though have enough money but that's the thing, Hiltons have plenty of money that's the thing for some people i think who haven't done enough you know uh plant medicine journeys mm-hmm. and who haven't resolved their issues, really their ego is just driving everything inside of them. And so it literally, it's like a cancer inside of them destroying their soul. And I think that that was revealed in Kathy Hilton when she said she wanted to destroy Kyle's family. I just thought honestly that Kathy was always richer than Kyle. I don't, I think that Kyle's definitely more famous and sure. that's a huge thing. And I think that I don't know if the wealth levels are still the same, but I think they might be approaching equal if not Kyle doing better. Like the agency is huge. It's a huge, yeah. you know, they're, I don't know how much they're worth, but it's definitely on the same level as Kathy Hilton at this point. As the Hilton at hotel franchise, Kyle Richards is a lot more relevant culturally. Oh, right? relevant a hundred percent. It's just like, like Hilton is just like a, I, that's that's honestly just a way more established household name. Yeah, but we don't know what share of the Hilton empire, you know, Rick Hilton sure. has. I don't think it's yeah. 100%. Um, yeah. And the agency is something Mauricio, I mean, obviously we don't know what share that he has in that, but I'm, whatever Lisa Rinna said, or Lisa Rinna said in the episode, that the, all this negativity, a lot of it is spawned by Kyle Richards' ascent. And we have to, if I can, you know, say anything to our listeners. It's, we have to be happy for other people and we have to be happy for other people to be more attractive, richer, you know, like more famous, all those things. Like if you cannot be happy for people younger that have those things and be okay, not being the hottest, youngest, richest person in the room. Like it's literally going to, that kind of energy will eat you alive. 100%. And also it's really sad because I love their sister dynamic on the show. So if we lose that in this, you know, carnage, I'm going to be like eternally bummed. Well, I think that Kyle has already taken sides with Kathy. I think Kyle doesn't want the family fallout and she probably mm-hmm. recognizes that this is Kathy's shadow side. But this isn't all to, there is to Kathy. Obviously Kathy's a good person right. and wants the family relationship. So yeah. And now Lisa Rinna is being completely raked over the coals and people are hating Lisa Rinna and saying she's basically just throwing Kathy completely under the bus for fame to stay on the show, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that the term morally bankrupt applies most perfectly to Lisa Rinna. Yes, absolutely. But I still think she's amazing television and don't want her off Beverly Hills. One hundred percent. But when she's literally yelling at Sutton at the how homeless, not toothless function. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine going to your friend's dinner party and then you're screaming at someone across the table at like a seated dinner? Like it's it's insane. That scene was just such a perfect illustration of just how fake these housewives fights are. Um and how orchestrated all of it is. Lisa's Lisa Rinna is willing to do it all. Yeah, but Chandler, honestly, they all are. They all want to stay on the show, they all desperately love the fame. I don't know. at least. Lisa Renna does more. She does more. Alas, Lauren. Enough with these pedestrian celebrities who scream and yell and fight on television. Let's move on to the Queen herself, Gwyneth Paltrow. Let's talk about the Gwyneth Paltrow ex-Brad Falchuk goop episode. Which, you know, everyone sprint on over and listen to that once this episode wraps up, which we're, you know, this will be our last little segment. So you can Mm -hmm. seamlessly transition to the Goop episode because, wow, I've already listened to it twice, Chandler, and Thrice is coming. I listened to it a second time this morning. I sent it to Ben and I said, please listen to this with an open heart and mind. And he said, what's it about? And I said, it's just, it's about getting older. And I love the way these people talk to each other. First initial thoughts, Mm -hmm. very surprised by the tone of Brad's voice. Um, Not like he had a sharp edge to it, but just that he, I did not expect him to sound like that. You I think you expected him to sound hunkier and more husky maybe like you wanted him to have a Jeffrey Dean Morgan voice. Right. A hundred percent. And I was very surprised when I was greet when I was greeted through the airwaves with more of a Steve from sex in the city, adjacent voice kind of a higher pitch, kind of nerdy dweeby voice. Like, yeah. I said kind of like David Sedaris a little bit. Yes. So that itself I thought was kind of just like the cutest part about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was such a nerd. Just the way yes. he talked and would go on all of these wild tangents about this and this and I think this and you know me, like the last thing I want to talk about is myself. That's the thing that's the least interesting to me. There was something just such like, art nerd about him. It reminded Mm -hmm. me a lot of my BYU days. Um, actually just like the way some of those guys talk, it was really cute. What I, what I loved about it. And I think this is what you're driving at is that he seems like a person who doesn't think that he, he doesn't think he's hot shit. He doesn't think he's super cool. Yeah. I don't, not sure that I buy it, but that's definitely his shtick. I mean, I just, but also I just didn't feel like he was like, wasn't giving us like so many like dorky moments i just feel like the way that he talked was i don't know he just like what he he wasn't like you know what chandler i'm willing to suspend my disbelief i'm ready for my credulity to be strained because you know what honestly let's just live in this goodness he was delightful he was just like pure like i don't know and i think too you know she's just such a shining beacon and star Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. i really did see like oh this is a very complimentary match Mm-hmm. you know, like he, he's not, he, he is a celebrity, but he's not a person who speaks or, you know, necessarily like acts like a celebrity, I guess. I think, well, he's a, he's behind the scenes, right? He's like a yes. producer. He's a writer. Exactly. Um, so he's, and he considers himself to be an artist. Um, and I just loved it. I loved when he said, he says this casually, he's like a good portion of my day is spent thinking about you and how you're doing and what's going on with you. <sighs> like talking to Gwyneth. I mean, I am walking down the aisle toward a man in sixty days, fifty-nine days, who has never uttered such a sentence. Um, I'm scared to ask him if that's true. Literally, that Lauren, the amount of times I've just asked, been, you know, dude, are you thinking about me? You know, how much time do you spend thinking about us? It's just like it's, and maybe it's a good thing because it's just not on his brain. He's not concerned about it. But yeah it's such second marriage energy. That's one yes. thing I will say. It's just like, I love people who are midlife and obsessed with each other. It is just the cutest vibe and energy. I want to get to that. Cause I have an, I have another thought on the second marriage thing, but I, I will say that he's such an emotionally, like he asked such emotionally thoughtful questions. Mm-hmm. This honestly should be classified as pornography. It's really beautiful to listen to the way that they communicate. And Mm -hmm. I love the way her voice goes very soft when she's talking to him. Her voice gets like very like almost like childlike. Yes. Not in like a gross patriarchal way, just in like a very innocent, like relaxed way. And it's kind of the way you talk to Ben and I talk to Kagan. Like it's just like a, it's like a relaxing into your femininity and your just, I don't know. It's sweeter. It's just like a sweeter way of, of talking to somebody you know, someone who you like care about more than anyone. Oh, how about the part Chandler when he's like, he talks about how, you know, he's like, you're easy. You're a piece of cake. Like, you know, you're, you're not high maintenance. You're not, you're not a problem. You're really easy. All you need is to, is to feel safe, to feel seen and to feel heard. Like, I'm just like, what? And like he, and then he talks about how, you know, like if she does ever get irritated or kind of flips out a little bit, he's like, you know, I know what exactly, What you need in that moment, you know, you're freaked out, you're on edge, something's going wrong. You need to be contained. You need to be, and you need to feel held and and controlled, essentially. And it's like pretty pretty fucking hot, honestly. I I literally in that moment, I'm like, I'm a wild animal. Contain me, Brad. Contain (laughs) me, Brad. (laughs) I mean, and she's like, and she's like, and thank you for doing it. You know, thank you. and also like the moments that he talks about where she, you know, she's, she snaps at him and I'm like, I snapped too. It's amazing hearing that Gwyneth Paltrow snaps because the door's not closed. You know, a hundred percent. She's got to write that blog article about goop jeans. I mean, or good jeans, whatever. I am completely just, <laughs> we've, we're, for, we're drunk on the Kool-Aid and we're, let's just live in it. Let's bask in it. Let's bask People in can, it. Let's just, you know, what? let's just be drunk together in this. Yes when he says that one of your greatest gifts is contextualizing things for people. I felt that I agree with that. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And I think that he's right. Right. And I think that listening to her talking about her growth and accepting aging and, you know, becoming a person comfortable with not being seen in the culture as like the hot it girl, that Mm -hmm. was an interesting, vulnerable conversation to have. And I just definitely thought it was valuable to, yes. to listen to her perspective there. Also, hearing that Gwyneth Paltrow has struggled with how she feels about herself, which is maybe something we've heard before, but just, like, hearing that it was literally a truly a lifelong journey for her, that even at 25, mm-hmm. she didn't feel like she was super hot. Like, the fact that this woman has still, you know, only recently started to, like, actually always feel great about herself and not just to be, like, kind of plagued by those same demons that every woman faces, like, it was, it was amazingly... Uh, like real to hear i guess. Yeah, and i think that again, it's something that we talk a lot, about, a lot about on this podcast, but i think that there's something really valuable about women visible in the culture, you know, being comfortable through the seasons of their life. Instead of, you know, instead of like an Erica Jane energy or the energy of people that are continuously mm-hmm. not accepting time marching on. Yeah. And and i thought that it was it's a great conversation. So, I do have one devil's advocate note. And this oh, is mainly no. due to the, the, gold, the gold photo shoot. I guess we're sobering up. We're sobering up a little bit because. Yeah, I get what you're saying here. I already know what you're going to say, but I, get I it. haven't collected all my thoughts, but it was still a naked photo shoot at 50. It was still so it a naked It was photo definitely shoot. still like, I'm so hot at this age vibe. Yes, which is like amazing. But it's just like, okay, if you want the conversation to be about you caring less about being hot then maybe don't have it be a completely naked photo shoot. I mean, her, like, she, yeah, she doesn't look 25, but there was no, like, looseness or real wrinkles or, like, you know. It's a body a lot of 25-year-olds would envy. Let's be real. Absolutely. And I think that, yeah, I think that definitely there's a little cognitive dissonance there. But you know what, Chandler? We can't all be perfect. Do we want her translated? Do we want her off this a earth? A little bit. Okay. No, we don't. We so, don't. We want her. It's a yeah. very niche reference. You'll get it. If, if you know, you know. Um. So yeah, that that was my one, like, note. Because I, I felt like the podcast and her essay were such stunning perspectives. I agree. And I just, like, yeah. the photo was just, like, mm, it was just, like, yes. Oh, but see, also, I was, no. ref- Yeah. I, I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you. I was referring to the running and jumping photo that was put up. Oh, see, I'm talking. Oh, wow. I mean, that one was like beautiful and she looks, you know, her body is amazing. She looks great. But the, it the all gold, applies to both photos, it, it the applies to photos both. especially, yeah. especially, you know, straining on our credulity. Here's the thing. <laughs> and this is, <laughs> you cannot say that one more time during this recording. Here's the thing. It's still a look at my body moment and I just yeah. think that if even if that was the third photo in the carousel Gwen like maybe if the, like I what I love about her most of the time is that she posts a photo that's very real you know where she just is like looking like she's like in bad lighting and she's got her glasses reflection or whatever and like right but she's just like at ease and it was kind of like okay this is still what matters I guess and maybe I'm extrapolating too much but anyways I can stop rambling now I think that you know what If you want to post a flattering hot photo and that helps you feel better about any birthday, I think we should all give each other the grace to do that. We can't expect her to be perfect. She gives us a lot of unfiltered energy, unmade up. She does. A lot of the time. In a non-annoying, just happy way. Not a Bethany Frankel way. Yeah. Uh, And though, you know what? It is what it is. It is what it is. I still love her more than life itself. Mm -hmm. And I hope she, you know, gives us another amazing 10 years, which I'm sure she will. I I loved hearing her perspective on being a step-parent. I loved hearing that, you know, one time she yelled at, you know, Brad's kid and how much he was like, you know, how that was a breakthrough. I just, I thought their perspectives on, uh, on step-parenting were really cool. Well, it was just interesting to hear them talk about how, like, you know, just talking about yelling at kids and like right, it's snapping right. and getting annoyed it just was very like oh they're just like us a moment you know I loved when Brad talked about how like what archetype he falls into as a father and he was like you know I'm just a person with stability who establishes boundaries within the home and for some reason like I maybe it's growing up with strict parents but like I kind of like I kind of love strict parents a little bit like mm-hmm. because I do think that there was a lot of good that came from our parents being really strict Mm-hmm. and I, th- yeah. I I see myself being a fairly strict parent myself and I for don't know sure. strict comes with a lot of like connotations but just being like a parent with boundaries you know home with order for sure exactly and like and I just loved I don't know there was like a, a part of my like maybe I'm like the trunchbull inside my soul but I was like yes like children must respond to order you know children love boundaries give them rules and boundaries Brad yeah. No, there was, it was, it was hot. It was, it was definitely Delph energy. I'll give you that much. Absolutely. And she said that lovely thing about, you know, I think her friends who've been married for a long time, they've even had like second marriages within their marriage, which I'm like, yeah. I, I love that. You don't have to get divorced to, you know, right. have a, you know, a, a renaissance with like your partner. Right. Exactly. Honestly, I agree with you. That part was really special. Okay. So everyone go listen to the Goop podcast with Brad Falchuk and Gwyneth Paltrow. It's just a completely delightful way to spend 50 minutes. Thank you so much for listening today. This week on Patreon, we have a recap of my bachelorette in Southern Utah. So that will be up. That will be up as you're listening to this. So anyway, that will be up on Patreon. You can click the link in our show notes to listen to a very special episode about my bachelorette. And then next week we'll be back to regular scheduled programming. So we'll probably do a deep dive, maybe do some royals on the Patreon. Mm -hmm. Just get back in the saddle. Yes. Love it. All right. Love you, sis. Love you too. Bye. Bye.